they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. Throwing aside his garments, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Let the truth you have for us go deep into our hearts and our spirits. Change us with your word. Teach us from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, in these scriptures, Jesus is passing through Jericho. Now, he's been up and down this road several times. But on this particular journey, he's headed to Jerusalem for the grand entry. It's Passover time. He knows where he's going. He knows what's happening. So he's now passing through Jericho. Now, on the side of the road, there's this man. We know his name because the Bible tells us his name is Blind Bartimaeus. We know he's blind Because he's described him. Now as he's passing by, he begins to hear the cries. And there's a lot of interesting things that we can learn from these scriptures. But the title of the message is, It's time to get off the side of the road. Hallelujah. It's time. It's time to rise up. It's time to get off the side of the road and do something. Bartimaeus was on the side of the road. He felt neglected. He felt forgotten. He was begging day after day, week after week, year after year. Life was passing him by. Now he hears that Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And you know he's heard the stories. He's been sitting on the side of that road all this time. It's been about three years. He's heard about Jesus, he's heard about the miracles. He's heard about everything that's happening, has been going on. As he hears that Jesus is passing by, he cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. But you know, in my spirit, and when I read these scriptures, what I hear him saying is this, What about me? What about me? What about my life? What about me? Nobody knows, nobody cares. I'm just sitting here on the side of the road. Life is passing me by. And it doesn't seem that anybody cares. Have you ever felt this way? Hallelujah. Life is passing you by. Miracles are something that happened to somebody else. But not for you. Not for me. But you hear about them. You read about them. And you're beginning to think about and you're saying to yourself, what about me? What about my life? What about my family? Does anybody care? Does anybody know? And you feel like you're on the side of the road. 
And you're wondering, when is it going to be my turn? What about me? And you feel that nobody sees you. Hallelujah. You even feel alone in a sanctuary like this. You're wondering, does anybody really know about me? Do they know my name? Do they know who I am? Don't they see what I'm going through? Hallelujah. Today, my purpose is not to call you to missions or to be a missionary. My purpose today is only one thing. That's to bring you closer to Jesus. To bring you close to Jesus so you can hear from him. And he will tell you what you need to do. Jesus is passing by today. Hallelujah. He's passing through Beaumont, Texas. He's passing through Church on the Rock, Beaumont. He's passing by today. And it's your turn. It's your time. The blind man cries out. Jesus hears him and says what? Bring him to me. Bring him to me. You see, we are his disciples. People all over Beaumont are crying out. What about me? What about my life? Does anybody care? Is there any of the Christians that really care about me? You see, the decisions we make determine our destiny. And Jesus is telling all of us, bring them to me. Bring them to me. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. In your workplace, in your school, in your community, I have a word for somebody. You've come too far to turn back now. Hallelujah. Our job is not to heal, it's not to save, and it's not to deliver. Our purpose is to bring people to Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the savior. Jesus is the deliverer. Now, after bringing blind Bartimaeus to Jesus, very interesting. What did he say to Bartimaeus? What do you want me to do for you? Now, here is the son of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. They're having to lead a blind man to Jesus. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Well, why did he ask that question? He was waiting for Bartimaeus to speak in faith. He says, Rabboni, teacher, I want to receive my sight. I want to see. And what did Jesus say to him? Go your way. Your faith. Your faith has made you well. It's your faith. <clears throat> God is not moved by need. He's moved by faith. There's a lot of needs all over the world. But he doesn't, he's not moved by that. But he's moved by our faith in his word. So our purpose is to bring people to Jesus. Now after he heals him, what does he do? In verse 52. And immediately he received his sight. And what did he do? He followed Jesus on the road. He became a follower of Jesus. The disciples brings him to Jesus. Jesus speaks into his life. And he becomes a follower. Our purpose, church, 
is to bring people to Jesus. So they will become what? Followers. Disciples. I'm thinking there were no visitors here today, so I'm thinking all of you are born again by the blood of Jesus. You have received him into your life. You're a believer today. But sometimes life beats us down, doesn't it? Wow. Sometimes by Wednesday, you're thinking, I'm not sure if I can make it till tomorrow. What about me? What's going on in my life? And you feel that you're on the side of the road. Listen to me. This is your time. This is your destiny. Rise up. Hallelujah. It's time to get off the side of the road. It's time to get involved. It's time to do something. Get involved in the church. Get involved in the worship team. Men's ministry. Women's ministry. Children's ministry. Feed the hungry. Be an usher. Be a greeter. But get off the side of the road and do something. Hallelujah. It's time to rise up. Get involved. Be a part of what God is doing. Jesus is passing by today. Hallelujah. What do you want him to do for you today? Now think about this. I have thought about this. If Jesus appeared right now and stood right there and looked at you, Ryan, and says, what do you want me to do for you today? What do you want me to do? What would you say? Have you ever thought about that? I'm sure we could all come up with a lot of things. Well, I need money. I need a new car. I need a... No. If Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? You know what I want? I want my children to grow up in the Lord. I want them to be healthy and strong. I want to know my grandchildren will grow up. I, know, I want them to have grandchildren. I want my family to serve the Lord God until he comes again. That's what I want. You see, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all those other things will come. But if Jesus was standing here today and said, what do you mean to do for you? What do you mean to do for you today? You know, when uh, Jennifer and I were first called to missions, we finished the care training, we finished the leadership training, and we were missionary candidates. So the church, I would come to everyone that completed this and <clears throat> would say, would give us a, some you know, job to do or a function to do in the church. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm a missionary. They're probably going to ask me to teach my, probably the adult Bible study you know, they're going to put me maybe in the pulpit someday. Who knows? The first thing they asked me to do was teach the five-year-old boys on Wednesday night. I had about 30 boys, five years old, four to five years old, on Wednesday night. That was my first ministry. And I've told people this, been all over the world. If you can teach, uh, keep a five-year-old boy's attention for an hour... You can preach anywhere in the world. Hallelujah. Get involved. Do something. Get a vision. Maybe when you were a child, God spoke to you that maybe you'd be a missionary, but it didn't happen. Maybe he said you were going to be a pastor's wife, but it didn't happen. 
Life happened. Stuff happened. But the dreams you have are not dead. It's not over. Hallelujah. It's not over. Jesus is passing by. He's the reviver of lost dreams. But you've got to have a vision for something. So if you have no vision, you just wander aimlessly. If you don't have a vision of where you're going, you're already there. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't have a vision of where you want to go, then you're already where you're going to be because any place is okay because you don't have a vision of where you want to go. I say it this way. Vision without action is a daydream. Vision without action is a daydream. Action without vision is a nightmare. Vision with action is a dream fulfilled. Hallelujah. See, a lot of people have a vision, but they never do anything about it. They just keep waiting for, well, I'm waiting on God. Waiting on God to do something. No. You've got to do something. What are you doing right now to fulfill that vision? Maybe say, well, you know, I had a dream of being a doctor. Well, what are you doing today? Are you still taking classes? Are you still going to school? What are you doing? You've got to have vision with action. Now, action, hallelujah, without a vision can be a nightmare. That means you're just running around doing things, doing this, maybe good things, but there's no vision attached to it to give you the direction you need for your life. But if you can get the vision with action, it's a dream fulfilled. I can tell you right now, Jennifer and I are living our dream today. I was a businessman. She was a teacher. But Jesus passed by one day. said, I want you. And to this day, I don't know why. I'm not qualified. Never been to Bible school. Never been to seminary. And yet for some strange reason, he has a sense of humor. You know that, don't you? God has a sense of humor. Because I'm sure there are a lot of people saying, I can't believe God used you. I said, well, I don't know. There were probably others that were better qualified. But God had a plan. He had a purpose. And we said yes. You know, I didn't tell you that. Mel Cooley said that to me. He said, actually, the reason you're going to Africa is nobody else wanted to go. And I said, well, hallelujah. I'm sure there were others in the church more qualified than us. Jennifer and I, well, I was a businessman and then Jennifer and I met. She was raised Methodist, and I was raised Baptist. So we got married in the Lutheran church. We were looking for God. You know, we were looking for something in our life that would give our life meaning and purpose. And then we ended up joining Church on the Rock the first Sunday of 1983. And uh, totally changed our lives because God had a plan our lives at one time seemed to be going in different directions. The devil was trying to destroy us. But he had a plan that one day we would marry. And God would use us to do something significant for him. We give him all the glory. Now, don't get me wrong. He gets all the glory. But we have, we've established churches in six nations. Over 200 churches. Three children's homes. We're about to start a fourth one. We're feeding 3,000 children every day. 
We have schools, Bible schools. Now, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it was just one step at a time, one day at a time. Uh, Next month, we will celebrate 29 years. Now, next year will be our 30th uh, anniversary in Africa. And we're going to have a big celebration for all of our churches and people. And I know Pastor Sam will be telling you about it. We want everybody to come. Hallelujah. I'm inviting your church, okay? We want everybody to come. We're going to celebrate. So very quickly, what time is it? Okay, very quickly. Let me give you four things to help you get off the side of the road. Hallelujah. Number one, you must be determined things can change. The blind man took an action. See, he had a vision he would see one day. But this was the day he put the vision and the action into practice. Son of David, have mercy on me. And he stood up. You see, he took an action. He took a step. took a step of faith. I want to see today. Things can change. Turn to your neighbor and say, things can change. No, listen. Things can change. Some of you don't believe that. No, listen. (laughs) You say, well, Pastor David, you just don't understand my situation. Well, I understand one thing. I understand God's situation. There's nothing too big for God. Your life could, you say, well, you know, I've had a cigarette habit and I just, things will never, listen. You can, you can quit smoking. Hallelujah. I'm stepping on somebody's toe. Somebody just went, ow, that hurt. Listen to me. <laughs> okay, well, good. <clears throat> See, things can change. Your situation can change. Your life can change. Maybe your grandfather was an alcoholic. Maybe your father was an alcoholic. But you don't have to be an alcoholic. Hallelujah. Things can change in your life if you will take that step of faith. Jesus is passing by. What do you want him to do for you? Deliver me from sick. Deliver me from alcohol. Deliver me from lust of the eyes. Deliver me from these things. Things can change. Philippians 3.13 says, forgetting those things, what? That are behind. I think we, we live too much of our life looking this way. We're remembering the things that were bad. We're remembering the painful things instead of keeping our eyes focused and headed toward Jesus. Amen? You can't do anything about the past. <laughs> That's why they call it the past. It's past. I can't even do anything about yesterday. I can't really do anything about tomorrow except what I do today. What I do today will impact my tomorrows. That's why you live it one day at a time. Sam and I were talking about dieting and getting in better shape. He was talking about a month or what was it, you know, six months. No, just try it day at a time. You know, try to say, today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it. I'm going to exercise. Then the next day, another day. Hallelujah. And pretty soon you've got a week. You've got a month. But you've got to be determined. Things can change. They can change in your life. Second thing, have a desire to see. A desire to see what God has for you. Brian Bartimaeus had a desire to see. He was determined things could change. You see, 
We need to see what God does have for us. But you've got to have a desire to do that. Psalm 37 and verse 4 says this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you what? The desires of your heart. What are the desires of your heart today? Usually those are things we don't talk about to anybody else. There's a desires in our heart. I want to get married one day. And I want to have children one day. So we have a desires in our heart. I want a desire to maybe get more education. I have a desire to see my son, my daughter, born again. I, I have a desire to be healed from cancer. I have a desire in my heart. You see, you've got a desire to see what God has for you, the purpose and the will of God for your life. Maybe you want to be an evangelist. Hallelujah. Usually this is for the young guys. You know, they say, I want to be an evangelist. Well, you know what? See yourself as an evangelist. Get in your room and preach to the mirror. Hallelujah. I know you look at me like I'm crazy, but I've done this. Listen, you know, and see yourself standing before thousands of people. Hallelujah. And bringing the word of God. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to preach the blood. Hallelujah. See, you've got to, to, what is it, to, to believe the impossible, you must see into the invisible. Okay? If you're going to believe for the impossible things of God, you've got to see into the invisible things. You've got to see it. You've got to call those things that are not as though they were. Begin to speak those things. Have a desire to see. God called Jennifer and I, spoke to us. We had a desire to see what God had for us. And we wanted to see it. The third thing, let me go quickly. The third thing is, where am I? Oh, yeah. Decide to follow Jesus. That's a good one. Y'all ever sing that song anymore, Sam? I have decided to follow Jesus. We used to sing that at Rockwall, it seemed like, every Sunday. And when they would sing it, hundreds of people would rush down the aisle. I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. Though none go with me, still I will follow. So the third thing you've got to do is decide to follow Jesus. You've got to decide. You've got to make a decision. There is no turning back. You've come too far to turn back now. You've made a decision. You've got to be determined things can change. You've got to have a desire to see Number three, you've got to decide a decision. I'm making a decision today. I will follow Jesus. When blind Bartimaeus got healed, he didn't run off and run around and tell everybody what happened. What did he do? He jumped on the road and followed Jesus. He said, I will follow him. Hallelujah. Wherever Jesus may lead you, he may lead you to be a missionary in Timbuktu. Some of you are going to have to look that one up. Where is Timbuktu? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That you've got to make that decision. That wherever he leads you, wherever he calls you, you say, yes, I will do that. Hallelujah. Number four. You have to dare to do something great. Okay? You've got to dare. You've got to, I mean, you've got to dare to do something. Something deep on the inside of us. I think we all want to do something that will be of significance to God. Deep on the inside of us, we say, I just don't know what it is, but I want to do something. 
I want to do something that will, that will bring glory to my Lord. I want to do something. So the fourth thing to get off that side of the road is you've got to dare to do something great. Hallelujah. Don't, this is a word for somebody, don't bury your gifts. Some of you have gifts to sing. Some of you have gifts of other, other things. And, but you have buried your gift because you're afraid to use your gift. You've got to use the gifts that God has given to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jennifer and I left America with two children. And she said, well, go now. We have seven. Four grandchildren. I've got a couple of son-in-laws, a daughter-in-law. And we've got so many kids that call us mom and dad. You know, when they leave the program, they still don't go away. Sort of like kids and Sort of like our kids today, you know. They're still coming back. Wanting to know if we can help them if this. And will they still call us mom, dad? They're still coming back. But you have to dare to do something great. Peter got written up in the Bible because one day he said he lost his faith and started sinking in the, in the water. But what people seem to forget is he did step out. He dared to do something great. He walked on water, walked on the word. Hallelujah. As I close, this is, finally, there was a pastor in Uganda, and he said, now finally, I was preaching next in a conference. So when he said, now finally, I got in my Bible and got ready, he talked for about five minutes. He said, now finally, I went, okay. I'm still then I sat down again. I went, okay. He went, now finally. He went on for about 30 minutes. Eleven finalies. When he said the 11th, when I turned to my friend, I said, I've learned something about this young man. He doesn't know the meaning of the word finally. It's just a word. It's, just, it's like a preacher when he looks at his watch. Well, it doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. He's probably just straightening, you know, straightening his wrist. It means nothing. So finally... Jesus is passing by today, right now. What do you want him to do for you? What do you need right now? Do you need a healing today? you need God to heal you from a sickness? you need him to heal you right now? He's passing by. you have a broken heart today from a relationship? He's the healer of the brokenhearted. Whatever you need, he's passing by right now. Maybe you're here today and you've been a member of of this church, but you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not understanding that he died for your sins. Romans 3.23 said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of this sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Romans chapter 10.9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then you shall be saved. That's how you get born again. You receive him into your life. I don't know. What do you want him to do for you today? Salvation? Do you need a savior today? you need a deliverer today? Do you need a healer today? Jesus is passing by. Close your eyes just for a moment. Holy Spirit.